Hello, my community. Welcome back to our sub-series of Instructional Ecology. These micro-episodes examine tiny gems from our FSL Common Read book this year, Relationship-Rich Education by Peter Felton and Leo M. Lambert. Let's take a moment to connect with the reading. These are Sustainable Connections. Thanks to all who came out for last week's FSL Common Read Zoom on Chapter 3. As always, we got great perspective from many places in the college. I'm still thinking about what I heard and am planning ahead based on a lot of things that I learned. Today, I'd like to touch on part of the chapter we didn't get to in our discussion. It's from the list of five foundational traits institutions who invest in relationship-rich education have. On pages 61 to 62, the authors declare that a foundational factor in relationship-rich institutions is that, quote, the culture should value high-quality teaching. The classroom remains the most important venue to help students cultivate meaningful relationships that will lead to academic success, unquote. In our in-person discussion, we explored how Felton and Lambert define high-quality teaching in terms of relationship building, but we didn't get to an important factor that they mention. Let's look at it now. On page 68, the authors find, quote, a final dimension to consider when determining whether an institution makes relational teaching a cultural priority is the degree to which it supports faculty tapping in to the established and growing body of evidence of what constitutes effective teaching and learning, unquote. Why is this important? Well, the authors quote the Academy of Arts and Sciences on page 68, who summarize, quote, Quite simply, students learn more and fail less when faculty members consult and utilize a large and growing body of research about effective teaching methods and make connections with students. Yet despite the high stakes now associated with undergraduate education, most institutions pay too little attention to these findings, unquote. This is a mandate to get both time-tested and cutting-edge effective teaching practices to our frontline professors. But of course, the eternal conundrum with frontline worker enrichment is, how do we get busy, busy people crucial knowledge and training without either pulling them away from essential work nor breaking them by overscheduling them during working hours or invading their non-working time? I also know, having been faculty, that quote-unquote faculty enrichment can feel like a forced march to people busy teaching. I recall saying, I don't want to be enriched. And yet, here I am, a Center for Teaching Excellence staff member holding the enrichment bucket and hoping people will come drink from it. The good news, MTC is in some ways ahead of the curve. Also on page 68, the authors find that, quote, if the commitment of institutions to high-quality teaching and learning is to be more than lip service, investments must be made in worthwhile faculty development programs to help faculty grow in their teaching and mentoring roles, unquote. In 2020, our CTE went from one member to four. All four of us are working flat out on our responsibilities. The college is investing in a center devoted to solving this conundrum. However, we at the CTE don't want to offer programming that faculty and connected staff can't use or find unhelpful. So we constantly ask and connect with our instructional community asking, what do you need? How would you like to get what you need? What is most important to you? 
And my favorite question, what would help? Sometimes we don't know how something should happen and can get caught up in the seeming impossibility of process. I think often the first step is simply to define what is needed. Once we know what you need, then we can take time to find the best way for it to happen. Deciding something is impossible because there isn't a process for it to happen shuts down so much possibility. Let's not shut down. Let's keep talking. This is how we get to changing for the better. So have you talked to a CTE member recently? As I was thinking about this topic, I thought, I don't want listeners to feel like this is a big commercial for the CTE, but then I thought, this is my literal job, and I'm dying to be useful. So call me, maybe? I jest. You know that I'll be showing up in your inbox and podcast feed and meetings soon. I'll find you. Not to be too sinister, but I'm absolutely a practitioner of the topic of the first look at this book. I want to be relentless and inescapable when it comes to the CTE relationship with faculty and all of our instructional community. The people who support you should be reaching out to you, connecting with you. You shouldn't have to hunt for us. And that's a mirror of how we try to meet students where they are, right? As above, so below. That's all for this micro episode. Email me at h-o-u-l-e-c at midlandstech.edu if you'd like to share a response to today's thinking. Reach out to the CTE if you know how we can serve you or if you have insight on how best we can get that crucial knowledge to our hardworking professors or simply tell us what would help. We'll continue with Chapter 3 next week. And don't forget, you can access the ebook for free to the MTC Library website. Let's connect again next week.